0: This is Jimmy Scroggins, and I'm the lead pastor of Family Church in South Florida. Welcome to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. On our podcast, we're committed to giving you scalable ideas that you can use with the resources you have right now at your church. So welcome to Church for the Rest of Us. Hey, welcome back to church for the rest of us. Glad you guys have joined us again. Jimmy Scroggins here high atop the Family Church Studios and the Family Church Tower, which is on the third floor of our office building with my co-host Leslie Bennett and two of our great pastors at Family Church, Pastor Joel, Pastor Jimmy. And today we're talking about something super important to what we do at Family Church. And it's super important to what all of our listeners do in their organizations as well.
1: That's right. So we're talking about really culture and how we define that. We've called this our leadership principles. So we've already talked about two of them, be a family, Mm -hmm. be trustworthy. And today we're talking about the third one, which is be a people developer. So Pastor Jimmy, do you want to give us our definition of, Pastor Jimmy Muir, I guess I should clarify. Uh, Yeah, there's a few. Um, Definition of be a people developer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so what what we talk about at Family Church with developing people, it's you want to develop and invest in your team so they can flourish today and then be ready for tomorrow.
1: That's good. All mm-hmm. right. So when you think about that, who developed you as a leader?
2: I mean, honestly, the the list goes to the a village. It, 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 still <laughs> takes, <laughs> okay. it still takes a village to do that. I think early on, someone like the late Dr. Keith Thomas yeah. was instrumental in, in my life and just my call to ministry and, and wanting to, to lead people in that. I I think of our very own Jimmy Fogelman who was my student pastor you know growing up he don't he won't admit to that That's at, right. at this point oh, but should, just shaping the way that I communicate and connect with people I mean he was he was huge in, in that uh, Dr. Troy Temple was a huge part of it Brent Myers really gave me my first chance to lead in in ministry there's mm-hmm. been wow. been so many people who if it wasn't for them there's there's no shot that I'd be sitting on a podcast to you know today.
1: That's right,
0: pontificating, pontificating. <laughs> yeah, amazing. What
1: about you, Pastor Joel?
2: Yeah, so same as Jimmy.
3: Lots of people by God's grace at different times in my life investigating my parents. But then also Jeremy Lloyd was my student pastor who I got to intern with him when I was in college in Cincinnati, called it a ministry. He developed me as a to go into ministry. And then also I had a, a lady named Linda Smith, who was a Methodist youth director who taught me how to say the Bible. And I realized this is the coolest thing ever. I want to spend my life doing this. So lots of people.
0: I'll tell, I tell you what, if, if you're not in the people development business, you should go out of business if you're in a church, because that's really people development is discipleship. <laughs> And so uh, no matter what kind of organization you're a part of, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, you're called into the people development business. That's what you see all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament, and then we're commanded to be doing it. And so being a people developer is vital to helping us flourish as a church family. And it's honestly just vital to following the commands of Jesus Christ. God intended us to sharpen one another, to push one another, to grow together. This idea of being a people developer means that we understand that we're, none of us is a one man show, that we need each other, we're better together. And all of this really does have some really solid and clear biblical foundation. I'd love for you to kind of help us understand what that is, Joel.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So for one, Jesus modeled this for us, right? He came and he invested. Yes, he had the crowds following him. Uh, He had his group of disciples, but really he invested in 12 and then even three and developed them on top of that. And then as he, Paul writes in Ephesians 4, he gave the church as a gift, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers for the purpose of equipping
0: the saints to do the work of the ministry. People development. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No question about it. So that's super, super important. So we are primarily in the people development business because God is in the people development business. I think just your testimony about all the different people the constellation of people even in different cities and different stages of life that that God has used in your lives and now the position that you're in of great leadership influence it's really really tremendous so Jimmy why why do we develop people
2: yeah i mean there's a, there's a bunch of reasons but some of the key ones are it aligns with the heart of God like you said i mean God is in the people development business and he uses us for some real, silly reason to to do yeah. that right yeah. you know that people are his his prized creation and so we need to view people the same way as as well. I think being in the people development business means that we are elevating the bride of Christ as much as we possibly can and trying to make the bride as radiant as we can here in this this broken world, right? We know that. None of us are are perfect. We're all we're all flawed. Positionally, we're perfect before God, but we are we are trying to while we're here become as presentable and beautiful as 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 we can. Amen. No question. I think also developing people it really supercharges the the growth of the kingdom of God. I mean, this is I mean it, it's a common phrase now, but we are Plan A, and yeah. there's there's no Plan B. That's right. right. And God could do it. A, a bunch of different ways. If he wanted to, he could speak to people through their alphabet soup, but he doesn't. He right? right. He does it. Yeah. He does it through us once again for some silly reason. But he has chosen to to work that way. And I mean, we know there's long term consequences of, of developing people. No doubt. Yeah, Jesus said, you know, go go therefore into all the
3: nations, make disciples. Right, teach them to obey everything I've commanded. Develop them so the 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 church advances, the kingdom advances through followers of Jesus, developing other followers of Jesus who then. Do the same thing on and on and on. It's yeah. all developing people to accomplish the mission
0: Jesus gave us. And listen, I think one of the cool things, that the fact that we're here in 2021 yeah. talking about discipleship is evidence that the system works. Because 2,000 years later, here we are. All of us have been discipled by someone who is discipled by someone who's discipled by someone who's discipled by the apostles. I mean, when you get back to it. And so that's pretty a pretty remarkably effective system.
1: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It'll be interesting to be able to trace that ancestry, right? Not just your genetic ancestry, but what about your faith ancestry? Oh, yeah. So it's pretty and I just the other day we were reading Psalm one forty five that talks about commend this to one generation to the next. You know, so we are supposed to pass it on through the generations. Yeah. So it's super important. Yeah. So at Family Church, we have practical ways. So we have these principles and we, you know, why are we doing this? But then we have some practical things that we do in order to flesh this out in our everyday lives. So let's go ahead and start talking through each one of those. So Jimmy, you want to start with our first practical way sure. that we do this?
2: Yeah. So our, our first practical guideline for developing people is to recruit and attract the best talent. Now, the tricky thing about that is like you want to develop everyone, right? Like of everybody course. is on a level where you want to help them get to the next level, but practically as as ministry leaders, we want our ministry to be as excellent as it as it can. That's another one of our leadership principles, mm-hmm. and so part of that is finding the people who are equipped, gifted to serve in different capacities
0: there and then developing them in those in those roles. Yeah, and it's so important not to apologize for recruiting and attracting talented people, although mm-hmm all of us would agree that you don't elevate talent above character. Right. Right. right? Yeah. If you have to make a choice, you choose character. But what you really want to find is a talented person, help them develop the character or find a person of character and help them develop their talents. And all of that is part of uh, people development. And it's, it's so, so important. What do you think a church can do, Joel, if you're in a church situation and you're like, hey, here's some things we need done, but we don't have people to do that. Like, what do you do? You obviously have to develop people, obviously. but I think for one as a, as a pastor,
3: as a leader, you say okay, what has to get done right now? There, right? You go. there are things that have to get done. But as I look at where we want to be in six months from now, or a year from now, or two years from now, who can I develop? Who's God already working in? Who's already shown? Maybe they've already done a little bit for us. How can I develop them a little further? Take on some of this responsibility so where six months, a year from now, they're helping lead some of these areas that right now are not being led, or are you're barely overseeing yourself. So you develop them so they can the mission can grow and the church can grow and the influence can grow.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so important because so many times I think churches are tempted to put a low character, or even maybe somebody's not even a Christian, but they're talented person mm-hmm. in a position mm-hmm. to help them get a task done. Mm-hmm. There might be some tasks where that could be appropriate, but especially for leading worship, for interacting with people, I would recommend that if you don't have the person to do it, just don't do it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what would happen if you just don't do this thing until you have the person that's developed enough to do it. So we definitely want to recruit and attract the best talent that we can with character but uh, there's more to it than that.
2: Yeah. I would say that the next one is we want to help people find the the right seat on the family church bus. And listen, there's a lot of seats on the family church bus. There are. And there's there's always more seats opening up on the family church bus. But I think one of the things that's so important about that, and especially not just the people serving vocationally in your ministry, but your volunteers, like if you can find the right spot for someone serving on your team and they're good at it and they like doing it, I mean, they will thrive in that role and they will do it for a very long time and they will be very happy doing it, right? You can find somebody and they'll fill a role for a little while, but if it's not what they like doing and they're not especially
0: good at it, they're going to burn out pretty quickly. Yeah, like give me an example of how that would work in your church. So you have, you know, what, 300 people come to church on Sunday, something like that, three or 400 people. What does that look like? in your context. Yeah. So gosh, I, I mean, I would say we've got uh, people who will come
2: in and they don't know they don't know what to do. They don't right. know where they've never served before maybe. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to tell them on the front end, Hey, we're going to try you out in a couple of different things and see what you like doing, see what you're good at doing. And at any point you just feel like this isn't the right fit for you. We'll try something else, right? The beautiful thing. There's a, there's a lot of options there. And yeah. then usually we're, we're pretty good on the front end and in, in judging someone's kind of, personality, giftedness, what they what they like and just talking with them. We can we can find usually a good fit for them on the on the
0: floor. Yeah, so one of my mentors named Dave Adams, he teaches at Liberty University now, he used to say all the time, Jimmy, there's a nut for every bolt, and that's <laughs> what we want to do in the church is make sure that we get all the people in all of the right places. Sure, because if you don't, they'll 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 burn out. What's some other things that we can do? We can provide opportunities for training and development. Right, that's that's a big
2: one. We want to make sure that people know that if we're going to give them an opportunity to, to serve or lead in some area, we're going to actually let them do it. We're not going to micromanage them on on
0: that. Yeah. Hey, have you ever coached little kids? I have. Yes. Tell, yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about how that can kind of connect. So, Oh,
2: man. So I, I coached fifth grade flag football you know, last season. First time coaching flag I love football. I love kids. I love flag football, but it was just – A nightmare because, (laughs) I mean, practice was – I mean, it took us a month just to figure out what we were doing in practice and my inclination is I want to get in there and I want these kids running slants and I'm just going to throw them the the passes because I know I can get it to them and and then they can try to catch the ball. But unfortunately – yeah. One, unfortunately, I can't be the quarterback in
0: the game. I can't <laughs> so pass. So receivers for are doing grader. awesome in practice when you're throwing. <laughs> right. When I'm
2: throwing, but we got to get those quarterbacks out there, and they've got to, you know, try heaving the ball to those receivers, and it's ugly for a while, and it doesn't work real well. But that's how they how they get better. And I just had to learn to
0: to deal with it. Yeah, from time to time, Joel, when we do that, you give people a real opportunity, and they're not quite ready, or they make a mistake, and then what do you do as a pastor? Yeah, so I think one of the things I've learned
3: so I think I've learned a lot at family church is just being honest with people, right? And learning yeah. to like not try to beat around the bush with something, but like, hey, just go talk to them. And so one of the things that I think even from a staff culture, Pastor Jimmy, that you've taught taught us. Is that there needs to be regular opportunities for feedback. So if someone's not, it's not going, something's not going well, whether it be a staff position or a volunteer, you don't just sit on it for a year until you get so frustrated that finally you just blow <laughs> up out of it. You're, you're out of here. <laughs> you know, it's it. like, no, you you regularly go to them. There's there's the communication lines are open. So there's little things come up, you're having conversations about it. And then over a series of time, a length of time, you realize, hey, you know what it probably isn't the best fit? Okay, then you can work together, because you've been in communication to find a better fit for that person.
0: Because there's a nut for every ball. That's, That's right. right. That's it. That's you it. gotta <laughs> believe that they've got to believe it. There better be a lot of bolts. Yeah, the
1: thing I like (laughs) about...
0: (laughs) That is true for sure.
1: The thing I like about regular conversations is most of the time you can be super encouraging, right? Mm -hmm. So when you can be encouraging, 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 and then maybe you have to come in one time with a little correction or a little bit of coaching. I feel like it's easier for people to take versus if you're just like... Only sitting down with them when you have something to correct. Absolutely, then that relationship isn't quite there anymore.
2: Yeah, that's so. super key, especially because you know our volunteers, are volunteers, the, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't have to. Do. They don't have to be there. <laughs> right? And so, being encouraging, having grace with them, helping them move forward is crucial because. They can very
0: easily just say. like the parents do when you're the fifth grade flag football uh, yeah, Yeah, yeah
2: sure. just like that. So yeah. grateful. Oh yeah. man, I
0: can't even share some of those conversations <laughs> yeah. <in> that <their> took place. <laughs> That's right. So what motivates us in a church to develop people? What's the big motivator?
2: Yeah. So I think we, we want to see people really achieve their, their the fullness of what their vision is for what God can do for their life. We want to encourage them and show them that they can they can move forward and and accomplish something great for the kingdom of, of God. And then they can in turn
0: do that for others as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And one of the things that we always say, too, is that we want to love people. Mm-hmm. We want to love people. So one of the reasons that we want to develop people is we love them. We care about them. That's why we want to find the right fit for every person that mm-hmm. wants to serve. That's why we want, to, we want to engage or pull out of them some talents or some gifting that maybe they don't see in themselves. Or if we do see it, and then maybe they see it, too. We want to help them you know, achieve greater impact for the kingdom of Jesus through the talents and the gifts and the availability that that they've offered to the Lord. And so that's part of our job. But we want to love them for who they are, not just for what they do for us. It's easy in a church to take a utilitarian view of people and to be kind of like, hey, why do I care about this person? Because they make sure that all the nursery slots are filled. Why do I take care of this person? Because they go and get the donuts and the coffee every Sunday. Why do I care about this person? Because they're a good singer. But that's not Jesus. That's not Christianity. That's not who we want to be at Family Church. We want to love people. So we want to love you. I want to love you for who you are, not for what you do for me although what you do for us is so important sure, yeah right. and your opportunity to serve in your church is vital to your discipleship or your people development but we don't love you because of some task that you perform or some job some job that you fill and Jimmy you said something really important about challenging people to go further which I think is crucial
2: yeah we want to, we want to challenge them to do more than they think that they can they can do yeah and uh, I will tell you that's a that's a hard thing to, to do. It's hard as a leader to give somebody the reins to to do that, but it's also for the individual that's being pushed to do something they don't think they can do. I mean, they need a lot of coaching in that. They need a lot of encouragement mm-hmm. in that. But then you see them, you see them thrive in, in something. You see them develop, and that's exactly what it's you know what it's all about.
0: Yeah, and your wife Heather is just such a beautiful girl and just a wonderful sister in the Lord, but she's kind of had a really neat kind of awakening in some, in a, in some of this. <laughs> she she has. So uh, Heather, and it's well known here at Family
2: Church at this point, is a power lifter at this yeah. point in her life. And she is, has taken this on and we're driving to one of her events not that long ago. And I mean, it is these powerlifting events—it's like a Star Wars bar scene, like You gotta understand. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy's
0: <laughs> wife is as girly girl oh. as it can be. Yeah, right? cheerleading poser, oh, I mean, all of that stuff. Her nails, her yeah, hair. Yeah. I mean, her Lily Pulitzer I mean, she's she's you know, <laughs> she's put together all the I time. I say her her closet looks like a Skittles bag. Full <laughs> up. Like I mean,
2: so we're driving to this powerlifting competition, and she's just she's naturally really good at it. And we're on the way there, and she she just says to me in the car why am I, why am I doing this? Right? She had this point of realization, like, why am I, I doing this? And we're talking about it. And the conversation ended up being like, why does anybody do anything that's hard to do or yeah. difficult to do? Right. Because there's a, there's a challenge there. They want to accomplish something. There's something bigger than themselves that they can push themselves to be better. And then for us in the church with, you know, handling the, the bride of Christ and being the bride of Christ and the kingdom of God and all those things, the,
0: the stakes are even, even higher. Yeah. And I think there's something inherent in the human condition there because, yeah, why does someone, power? why does someone go to CrossFit? Why why does someone become a runner? Why does, why does someone become an artist? Because all of us want to engage who we are and our talents and our opportunities and try to achieve. Well, that's something that God's hardwired into most human beings. And we shouldn't be afraid to tap into that. And, you know, a leader the job of a leader is to get people to do more than they would do if you weren't leading them. That's right. Right? If they would do it without you leading them, they don't need leadership. Mm-hmm. The whole point of leadership is we're trying to get people to do more than they would do without leaders. And so, being a people developer, so so vital. Well, there's some specific things that we try to do, and we learned this from Jay Strack years ago. What's this little formula Jay taught us about how to become a uh, develop yourself as a person? Read books. Yep. Go places. Meet people. And take people with you on
2: your on your journey,
0: yeah, that is so awesome because people always want to ask me, well, how can I grow as a person? how can I grow in my leadership? The truth is, I don't know a better way to grow in anything than than these four things mm-hmm. is is uh read read more books. Uh, meet more people, go more places, and take more people with you. As you do that, you are inevitably going to grow as a leader. If you don't do those things, I don't know how you grow. You're likely to be the same person you are right now. And so are your disciples, unless they're reading more books, meeting more people, going more places, and taking more people with them. crucial, crucial, crucial. Very simple. Thank you, Jay Strack, for telling us that. And then what do we do, Joel? Like, How do we help people? Because people are going to come to us and they want to grow, but they don't know where to go, especially when they're new Christians.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh or me one of the things is just to find out where someone needs to go, we gotta just invest in them in as far as even a, not just a quality time, but even quantity time and spend time with people. So we have every person in the family church, we try to get them to the first connection. From there we try to get them involved in a group, try to get them on a serve team. We want to spend time with people so that as we get to know them, we're able to help them see. Hey, here's what I think God is leading you. Here's what I see in you. Here's what I see God doing from what you're telling me. What what we're what we're seeing as we interact together. And so we're able, as we as we spend time together as a church family, we're able to help them take the steps they need to get to where God wants them to be. So it's the time we spend with them helps us see where they need to go.
0: Yeah, and let's say you oversee a very large team at this point at Family Church. All of our communications, all of our web, all of our video, all all of that kind of stuff. With your team, what are some ways, you know, how, how do we help people who come on to the team? How do we help them sort of look down the road in their yeah, lives? Yeah, I really
1: like this. We talk about helping people articulate their goals and dreams and then developing a path for them to move forward. Hopefully here at Family Church, that would be our hope. If, you know, we've recruited the right kind of people, it's probably part of getting them in the right seat on the bus is, you know, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you want to do? And how can we help get you there? So we want to help find, you know, where do you want to be in five years? And can we create a path forward for you? So that's part of developing people. And yep. I think it's super important. And I've seen this happen over and over again. A lot of times people can't articulate what they want for themselves. Right. So it's helping them first articulate what they want because you can't get there if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Sad. yeah
0: and that's a really I think that's for volunteers or for employees. If people yeah. believe that this part goes back to believing that you're you love them for who they yeah. are because if they want the best for me at family church and they're trying to help me develop to get where I think God wants me to go what my goals are so if, if you have someone who's a who's a middle school intern, well, what do you want to do? Well, I would love to one day be a a senior pastor of a church. well, great, well, let's talk about. What kind of things you need to do educationally? Let's talk about what you need, what skills you need to put together. Let's talk about some things we see in you. Let's talk about how we can help develop you so that you know if you're if you're if you're 21 right now, how about we put you on a path to where by the time you're like 30 years old, you will be the senior pastor of a church. And how can we help you get there? So I know that seems like a long arc, but that's what people development's about. Mm -hmm. It's about a long arc, and then there're going to be times with volunteers or with employees, where if you've developed them, sometimes they're going to grow beyond your organization, or God's going to call them to work with a different leader than you, or God's going to call them to lead their own thing. And when that happens, you know, I've heard Andy Stanley say this a hundred times, when the time comes, make sure you're launching people, not losing people so that you're not flailing around, trying to hold on to people who really have God leading them in another direction and make sure that we take pride in that. So my dad was a high school football coach. He was a head coach for over 40 years in the state of Florida and Georgia. And my dad, like one of his favorite things to talk about was how many of his assistant coaches became Mm. head coaches. Mm -hmm. And he has a list of like 40 something guys that used to be assistant coaches on his staff who went on to be coaches of their own team. Well, in his mind, that was a great point of pride. Mm -hmm. And I think churches should feel that as well. You know, whether that's people who want on to be youth pastors or missionaries or, you know, w- whatever it is that they're doing, we should take pride in launching these people. And we get to be a little part of their their story um, when it comes to people development. As we kind of wrap this up, I'd love for you guys to just, just go around. What would you say to a pastor of a small church, medium church, maybe doesn't have a lot of employees? Maybe they're thinking, hey, I've never really thought aggressively about people development in this way before. What's, what's one thing you would say to, to them? Pastor yeah. Jimmy. I I would say pick someone or
2: or someone uh, specifically and just press into them, right? Just lean and take them with you. All the things that Jay Strack said, right? Read a book with them, just start simple, but but bring
0: them bring them close to yourself. Yeah, really incredible. How about you Pastor Joel?
2: So I would echo what
3: Jimmy said. Grab 2 3 people, invest in them, and then also I literally had this conversation last night at our dinner table. Something you do, Pastor Jimmy, that you make so many people I meet who uh, who have met you one or two times, uh, they say, wow, I met Pastor Jimmy, and he's so like, I had a great conversation with him. It's awesome. You make people feel seen and important, and you make people feel loved. And so I think we have the opportunity to do that. All the time, people come to our church. I had someone join our church this week who told me, said, oh, Joel, I'm here because when I came back, you remembered my name. Wow. And that's why I said last night, talking to my wife about it, like, oh my gosh, Jimmy does that so well. And we have opportunities all the time, people around us, just loving people for who they are remember their name. It makes makes a difference. (laughs) Well, I'd like to
1: get better
0: at remembering names. Oh my gosh. How about you guys? Let's give you the last word.
1: Well, one of the things we do talk about is pressing into those who are pressing into you. So you said, you know, sometimes there's a lot of people you could choose to invest in, but you'll find that people are pressing into you. So that shows a willingness on their part. And so just taking those opportunities and making the most of them.
0: No doubt about it. Hey, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've heard something that helps you or maybe helps you lead better in your family or in your church or your organization, whatever it is you have influence. And we would love if you would share this podcast with a friend. Please leave a rating and a review on your favorite pod, 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 probably is podcasting, yeah, podcasting (laughs) platform. And feel free to drop us questions or comments on our website, familychurchnetwork.com or Twitter, which is our Twitter handle is at Church Joes. Hey, keep developing your people. We'll see you next week. For our episode on being a motivator. That's a key leadership value for us. Everybody can motivate because enthusiasm Mm -hmm. is free. Hey, I'm Jimmy Scroggins signing off for Leslie Bennett, Joel McDonald, and Jimmy Muir. Church for the rest of us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to check out familychurchnetwork.com to chime in on our blog or follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins. We want to connect with you and learn from you because we're in this together. We're all learning from each other. We are church for the rest of us.